on the spot. Dot on the spot. desire to see it but honestly it worked out uh, very well it was actually originally called god party five stars i'm gonna say one star i will never see it again um and i feel bad for those who spent their money to go see it in the first place everybody welcome back to another episode of thought on the spot movie reviews my name is tommy and today we're going to be reviewing the film dark phoenix dark phoenix came out on june 7th 2019 and is an action adventure sci-fi the rating is pg-13 and the runtime is one hour and 53 minutes the film is directed by simon kinberg who has produced such films as logan the martian and Days of Future Past, but has also done such films like Fantastic Four. Starring in the film is uh, several of our characters reprising their roles from the previous X-Men films. Starting out, we have James McAvoy, who plays Professor Charles Xavier. You'd also recognize James from the movie Split, where he plays multiple characters inhabited in one body. We have Michael Fassbender reprising Eric Lanchero, or Magneto. Uh, You'd recognize him also from the film Prometheus, where he plays David. Jennifer Lawrence is back as Raven or Mystique. Uh, You'd recognize Jennifer Lawrence also from the Hunger Games movies, where she plays Katniss Everdeen. We also have Nicholas Holt coming back as Hank McCoy or Beast. Uh, We'd also recognize Nicholas Holt from such movies as uh, Warm Bodies, where he plays R. We have Sophie Turner coming back as Jean Grey or Phoenix. Uh, you'd also recognize Sophie from Games of Game of Thrones, where she plays Sansa Stark. We have Ty Sheridan coming back as Scott Summers uh, or Cyclops. Uh, you recognize Ty from Ready Player One, where he played Percival or Wade. And then finally, we have Evan Peters coming back as Peter Maximoff or Quicksilver. Uh, You'd recognize Evan also from the TV series American Horror Story, where he's played multiple characters there. The plot of the movie is it basically moves forward with the X-Men franchise, but now into the Phoenix Saga storyline. Now, this isn't the first time that they've delved into this, but this is with this uh, class or... or, um, uh, I guess group of characters, uh, you know, not going back as far as um, when we had um, Rebecca Romaine Stamos playing Mystique, um, but now with Jennifer Lawrence. Now, what they've done is they've tried to redo the story with this new cast, and we find our heroes essentially on a space mission in an effort to save some astronauts from what appears to be a solar flare. Upon saving them, one last astronaut needs to be saved in the nick of time. When Jean Grey, Quicksilver, and Nightcrawlers use their powers to help, Jean ends up getting caught in the solar flare. When what seems like a miraculous end result of Jean being able to take in all of that energy actually leads to an unstable mutant that the rest of the X-Men must try to save, but in the end, may have to save themselves. Ladies and gentlemen of NASA, this is Charles Xavier. Help is on the way. We're doing space missions now. Cool. We get the astronauts, we bring them home. Go! The heat signature's rising fast. We gotta get out of here. 
Where's Jean? Where is she? the kids are calling you? Phoenix. Hello, Jean. Who are you? The better question is, who are you? Something's happening to me. When I lose control, bad things happen. But it feels good. That power destroyed everything it ever came into contact with. Until you, the X-Men fear you. And what they fear, we seek to destroy. She'll kill us all. The girl dies. She's still our friend. She's not Jean anymore. That's right. That would be a bad idea. So that was the trailer for those of you who uh, hadn't seen it or just kind of a reminder of what the film was about based off of that. So let's talk about the film itself. Now, as we all know, this is kind of a send-off for Fox with the Marvel movie rights, or at least that's what the rumor is right now. There's been, uh, obviously, talk of the New Mutants film that got delayed, um, which we haven't seen, as well as others like Kitty Pride, Doctor Doom, or even a Multiple Men film. But all of these seem like that they're either canceled or just no longer going to happen because of, of uh, the merger or the, or really honestly, Disney acquiring the rights to the X-Men and other properties. Now, because of this, it kind of felt like that all the characters in the film were honestly just in it to finish it, but didn't necessarily have the heart for it. Um, it uh, to be honest, it's, it's almost like they were just delivering the lines and collecting their paycheck. And, and what's sad about that is our Avengers um, cast, our Avengers heroes, carried a very tight-knit friendship and were almost celebrating their decade together making the franchise. And I think that that's, that that's just very interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I can't remember a time other than when they first launched the X-Men films where the whole cast was together and seemed very excited. Whereas with each entry of the Avengers films, we always saw everyone there, everyone excited, everyone celebrating in the fact that they were part of something this big. Um, that being said, I mean, the acting in the film seems comical, and honestly, a lot of the writing is too. Uh, there are scenes where you you keep thinking that it's, it's almost pathetic the way that they're trying to play it off, and then the lines are delivered, and you just you honestly laugh out loud um, several times where it should be a serious moment in the film people laughed it, it was just it's it's just not that good I, I i feel like one thing the movie did was that they lost sight of what the fans came to see the films for 
and and what's weird is they didn't take a note from those films that are doing so well right now um, yes, we like the dramatics, we like the dialogue, but we also we want to see the superpowers, we want to see the big battle scenes, and we, we want to see more action. Whereas this film seems more like a heightened arguments with petty dialogue and slimmed down action. It honestly feels like a bad CW show made into a movie. Um, honestly, the, the best part of the film is the very beginning when they're all on the mission to save the astronauts. It feels like that this was truly the only part where the writers really got creative and thought about how the team could work together to use their powers to become even more effective. And it's really innovative the, the way they do that. Um, but so many other parts feel hokey and just comical. There's one part where I started thinking... Um, you know, give me more power, Scotty. Captain, I've given her all she can take. And and when you see the part in the film, it's, I mean, that's how comical is it is. Other parts of the show, um, or other parts of the movie show um, the mutants' powers in ways where you think, hmm, that was innovative, but stupid. Uh, for example, a part where someone needs ice for their drink, and that's all I'm going to say there. But again, it's dumb. Uh, another part had me singing in my head Pinocchio's rendition of I've Got No Strings Attached to Me, which is funny because before this movie, when I thought of that song, I thought of Age of Ultron. Not their best sequel, by the way, but that movie almost made that song just pure evil, whereas this movie doesn't even have that song, but it starts playing in your head and you start, you start laughing out loud. The key characters of the storyline are, um, uh, well, so first of all, the key story, the key characters in the storyline for the Phoenix Saga are, quite honestly, Scott, so Cyclops, and Jean Grey, right? Uh, as well as Wolverine, who happens to not be in the film. The problem is, is I don't feel like that these characters could truly portray what we expect from Gene and Scott. When I say these characters, I'm talking about Ty Sheridan and um, Sophie Turner. I, I feel like that they were in the Apocalypse film because they were big names at the time and they needed big names to fill character shoes and with very minimal dialogue, um, it fit and it worked well and people could relate to that. But where these guys carry the film i mean they're they're big parts of the film it it just doesn't fit i kept on thinking who else could i have chosen for cyclops who else could have pay, played a better phoenix uh and i'll be honest you look at the trailer and you really do think that she's gonna do a fantastic gene and then you see the full movie and and it's something other otherwise um it's just it's horrible and and the thing is is furthermore it provides proof that an x-men movie without wolverine it just isn't the same we saw this in apocalypse and then this one proves it even more it's fox just doesn't know how to do the x-men storyline and carry it through the movie falls very flat it left me thinking thank god fox is out and now marvel studios can take this over and finally make the x-men film that we've always wanted and that's exactly what we're hoping with fantastic four as well i hope they do because reading the comics growing up for x-men not, not so much fantastic four but for the x-men they were my favorite they were my go-to and now because of what they've done with the avengers film and what fox has done with the x-men films i'm not that big of an x-men fan anymore so, 
um, spoilers or, or sorry stingers or credits during sorry stingers during the credits or after there's none and, and honestly I again I just feel like Fox gave up they wanted one more storyline to bank some money and and then we're sending it off and and it shows um, nothing after the credits to even allude to something where Marvel's taking over or anything like that it's so don't stay for the credits if you're ready to leave when it's done like I was just leave so the stars or my rating for the film is honestly one out of five um, I wanted to give it zero, uh, but I feel it's at least fair to give it one because they tried. I don't know. If it were a movie on TV, it would probably be enjoyable. Um, two bucks at the red box, sure. But paying $9 to go see it, or if you pay those 3D prices, you're going to leave angry. I'm sorry. So guys, this concludes my review of the film Dark Phoenix. As always, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. If you are a first-time listener, you can follow us and subscribe through Facebook. That's www.facebook.com forward slash thought on the spot movie reviews. We're carried through Anchor, who provides us uh, the, the avenue to be on several platforms, which includes Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts even. We're all over the place, and it's because of Anchor that we are, and we thank them for that. This is another review in the can. So until next time, grab some popcorn and your favorite drink and go out and see a great film with your family, your friends, or maybe you just want to spend some time to yourself. But most importantly, have a great night.